Yeah. I just I just want to see how long I can deal with the silence. Make it awkward. Why? Why? I'm 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 just being a little butt baby. Uh yes. Well, I mean that's that's just kind of natural. It's like your natural habitat. Yeah. Or a poop baby. I don't know what uh, I don't know what kind of baby I am, but there's certainly the kind of baby I'm being. Goo goo gaga, gonna poop a little. Wow, what a what a start to this episode. This is heavy, heavy spinceroni here. Look, I am on day five of working six days in a row, which is not bad for like you know if you do like service industry or whatever. But for me. Or hospitality. Or hospitality. You know, basically, if you do a job where you usually have a nine to five, but, you know, you're covering someone and you're kind of used to having like a weekend. You know, this is it's not I'm not used to it. And I'm working a lot of extra hours and I'm a big sleepy boy. So get, give Poor me a break. Spencer. I'm not Poor look. I'm Spencer. not like I'm just I'm just explaining. <laughs> I'm just explaining. I'm not trying to fucking garner sympathy. I'm just trying to, you know, if you're wondering why Spencer seepy, that's why, you know. (laughs) Well, Spencer, thanks for hanging in there for the toy store and the consumer. We appreciate your ardent effort. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Everyone, please send Spencer like a a, a gift card to a local restaurant for his hard work. Uh, Local to you, by the way, not like. Yeah. Yeah, like send him stuff for like Tim Hortons if you're in Canada. Yeah. Like a Wawa. If you're in, <laughs> if you're in like the vaguely the Northeast. Northeast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the record, uh, I prefer sheets. Fuck Wawa. That's right. You wow. heard it right here. What about Bucky's? Uh, Bucky's every day of the week. OK, yeah. OK. You didn't want to lose your Texas credit. No, fuck. I love Bucky's, dude. I, I really appreciate in America that there's these local businesses that everybody just universally loves, you know, like Whataburger in Texas and uh, Publix in Florida, Wawa up in the Northeast. Pub- it's, it's very interesting. Publix is actually most of the Southeast. It's just not Texas. It just hasn't gotten here yet. But when it does, it, it will take over because Publix is the objectively best grocery store in the eastern half of the United States. Wow. It is well, it is the objectively best. So that's that's uh, my official opinion. Uh, take it or leave it. You know, we, no one even knows what they're listening to right now, Michael. So no, I, no, I mean, that's usually how this starts. Yeah, no, it's it, this is this is a very like emotionally cold open. So that's why I'm taking control. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Soul of a Truck, a podcast about the band The Killers, where every week we talk about a song by the band The Killers. And this is me, Michael Nance, and with me as always is Spencer Polio. Spencer, what's the Spencer stand for? Uh, uh, sometimes people eat nothing, can eat really. That is complicated. Your parents are either geniuses or mad psychos. <laughs> I just want to take a minute to th- real, to recognize that I was not expecting him to ask me that. And I made <laughs> up that acronym on the spot. I really appreciate that you understood I was asking for an acronym. So and and not only did I do that, but it was almost it almost made sense. 
It, it really did. You were almost there, Spencer, but sometimes, you run into home plate. Sometimes people eat nothing and I just couldn't figure out what the CER was. Okay. You know, because sometimes people eat nothing is like low key hashtag deep. Just saying. Yeah. Sometimes people eat nothing. Yeah. Like that's that's like a statement about, you know. Wealth disparity and, you know, lack of access to food. And it's important that we raise awareness through my name and then just and then we just fucking just ran into a pole in the middle of the fucking uh, <laughs> what's the lines on the bait in the between the bases. Can you imagine just in, in baseball, there's there's just in the in between each. In between each base, there's just like a like a like a one inch diameter steel pole sticking out of the ground at like up to like six feet. So like if the batter's not paying attention, just right in the face, just right into it like Tarzan. What kind of cartoon reality are you living in? (laughs) Like George of the Jungle, I should say. Hey, you know what make baseball crazy? What if there's a fucking pole at the baselines? And why would the batter not be able to see it? Like that would be something you would have to take account of. That's the point. Like they'd be like trying to watch the they they would be like watching for the ball because they like hit the ball far. <laughs> what? And then what? like to try to determine like how far they should run and then like if they should run to the next base, but they lose track of where they are on the base paths and they just just <laughs> the what hey, what if they just laid down a bunch of rakes? So, like, sometimes you stepped on a rake and it smacked you in the face. You know what? I'm kind of into that. Can we do that? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And they, you know, the outfielders can play in bouncy houses. And actually, let's not even have a ball and a bat. Let's have, like, melons and uh, those swimming noodles. It'll be sick. It's going to be How would you even the best summer that? ever. <laughs> you, you, you wouldn't. You, you, every hit is a bunt, then you have to run through the fucking rakes. <laughs> Outfielders are just out there having fun. And the, the, the baseball just becomes like an LMFAO video. Uh, if, uh, if anyone sends us a video of them playing this, this game that we just described, um, you get lifetime access to the Patreon and uh, my personal phone number. Just saying, uh, wow. but it has it has to be like a full video where all the all the player slots are filled. But well, creeps, everything's on the line. You can get yeah. Spencer's phone number. If yeah, you just put some effort into yeah. playing our weird watermelon baseball. You can fill my phone with dick pics. I don't care. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna break my promise on this one. But. But this might be the most off topic intro I think we've ever done. I'm just saying. Yeah, Spencer is is loopy from all this work they're making him do. Uh, So um, by the time this episode releases, the killers will have released a new record. How does that machine? How does that make you feel? I'm very excited. I can't wait to listen to it. Have you uh, have you gotten any? Have you have you heard any snippets or caught any? I have specifically avoided everything pressure machine related in terms other than the like teaser trailers. So no reviews. But you haven't read anything. No reviews. No Reddit. I've been avoiding it so that I can listen to it and have my own opinion. That is fair. Then I will not tell you what I've heard because I don't I don't want to spoil it for you in the three and a half hours. We have to wait till the record comes out. If you spoil it for me, I'm going to steal your sous vide machine. I mean, 
it's kind of old, but I mean, I, I, I would understand. I'll also steal your computer chair. And my, my computer chair is missing a wheel. I could use a new one. I mean, all of, I'm going to steal all your shoes, too. I have one pair of shoes. That's incredible. <laughs> you you don't have any dress shoes. I, you have one pair of shoes. I wear I wear shoes that I can kind of dress up and dress down. I don't like to own a lot of <laughs> shoes. Oh, my God. No way. Spencer, I have seen you with sneakers. When? I don't know. I God. Now that I think about it, I have no idea what kind of shoes you have. So you having one pair of shoes could be true. I mean, in the immortal words of Morgan Freeman in the film, The Shawshank Redemption, how often do you really look at a man's shoes? Mm, exactly. Often. I could I could be lying. I could be telling you the truth, but you'll never know unless you look at my shoe collection or start actively paying attention to it. Wow, the three things I said I was going to steal, Spencer said, well, all of that has no value to me. Yeah, basically, I'm you've uh, you've attempted to take something and all you've taken is your own precious time on this earth. I'm going to order um, like 700 boxes of loose marbles. to. T- uh, we, I'm going to have to bleep out the name of the store now. I love it. I love being bleeped on the pod because I then I get real editing. You you are aware like it's not that hard. Like you just generate I, I a told, tone. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't even have to change the tone, like the 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 hurts of the tone anymore, because there's only one tone I generate and that's the bleep. And that's just a thousand hertz tone. It's super easy. Well, damn. <laughs> the, hey, I always forget, and then I end up saying the name of your workplace. And well, I mean, it is funny, so it's it is. cool. But that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to order 700 boxes of loose marbles to you, so that uh, that you have to put them away. They're each individually uh, barcoded too. You you are aware that like I've 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 processed loose marbles before. Like it's not 700 boxes though. That's more boxes than that place that I work can hold. That's that's, that's, it's not true. I probably have 700 boxes in there right now. Anyway, you know, uh, look, here's the thing. I was not I'm kind of surprised by the fact that the killers released a record so quickly after the last one. But, you know, we all knew they were going to release one eventually, you know, Michael. I agree. You know, you could say, what could you say about that? It was coming quick. That was that was right, right? That was that was when we wanted to. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we, uh, no, no redos there. That was a, no, that was a that was exactly how to subvert. That was exactly the way we subvert that pun. So. We have uh, a weird song that starts with a like when you press just like the beat machine button on a keyboard. 
matter um, of time. Yeah. I mean, Spencer, what do you what do you think about the song? Okay, I was telling you this earlier, so you're you've heard me say this already, but it's like it's like if a Samstown song uh tried it's like it's like if the killers from Samstown tried to write a hot fuss song. <laughs> it right? does have a very Samstown vibe. I don't know. I guess some of the keyboard stuff sounds like hot fuss, but it doesn't really remind me of hot fuss very much. Well, that's the point. Like, like lyrically, it is a Samstown song through and through. But but musically, like, OK, I'm saying like too much. I need to not do that. However. I'm listening. What they have chosen to do from an instrumental per, like point of view is it's very synth heavy it's strongly bass forward you know the the guitar is there but it's not crazy and you know there's good riffs in hot fuss however it's not quite as everyone kind of has their moment to shine in hot fuss and so basically the song is a very uh hot fuss song instrumentally and then Oof. and then the lyrics are like a fucking musical or some shit it is very theatric yeah. and i i would say this reminds me more of sam's town than a hot fuss because the lyrics are fucking bonkers like you know reminds me of this river is wild or like bling and so does the song structure, too, where you think it's going to go one way and then it turns into this like soaring, melodramatic, like, super theatric style song. There's a lot of this on Battleborn, you know, Runaways is kind of like this, but Runaways slaps. Yeah. And yeah. Runaways is fucking great, dude. I, but then there's other songs, too, from Battleborn that it, I, I'm drawing a blank because of oh, Flesh and Bone, you know, a lot of back the background vocals in this song. Wow. They are really, they're really something. It's like spaceman levels of yeah, they, 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 O-O's. they hired they, I, the, you know, it's probably just Dave and uh, Mark just going a little hammy. Right? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Like that's that's that has to be what it is. Although, you know, we we're gonna have to see the the live versions and see how they perform it live before. We I wonder. I wonder if there's a ver- in the live versions, especially in like dub dub era and later, if they have the the ladies. Sing. Oh, they oh, they super do. OK, perfect. So I, I, I the, the live version is cru- is crucial. I'm sorry, Spencer, to interrupt you. No, fun, the live version is crucial for me because I am very lukewarm on this song. It's it's got some interesting moments, so I don't hate it and I don't think it's boring, but it just there's something that just doesn't quite vibe with me with this song. And so I, I hopefully in exploring it, I either unlock that or I learned to love it like you do. That's fair. Hold on. I'm looking up the killers on Setlist FM because something that the killers do or something that you can look up on Setlist FM is all the times they've played one specific song. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, which, yeah. <coughs> uh, it's just a matter of of time. Fuck. Okay. Uh. Well, I'll figure it out later. But 
I don't know if they've played this song in that era of like the ladies in the background. I I can understand why. I just feel like this song wouldn't catch on. It just it it, it it's interesting, but at the same time feels forgettable. No, I, I think this song is like a good deep cut. I don't think it's this incredible like banger. Is this the most underrated killer song of all time? No. Are you sure? Yes. I hope we get to see some fake Machops Don't Cry interviews about <laughs> whether or not what the song's about. Um, I also, hold on, matter. Okay, so here it is. I found the song. So the last time they played it was, they only played the song. They've only played the song 10 times. That's not, that wow. can't be right. That's- that that wouldn't surprise me. I'm gonna be honest. Because I've got no that that actually okay. They've only played this song ten times. You gotta figure the Killers have so many songs. Even when Battleborn was new, that's their fourth album. So they have a huge discography. Yeah. So or technically fifth if you count Sawdust as its own album, and they play some Sawdust songs. So it, it, they have such a huge discography even by that point that you're not going to be like, oh man, every night we're going to make time for a matter of time. Maybe like right when Battleborn came out. Well, that's then, basically when they did it. Uh, it was uh, it was like all of October, all of November, and all of December in 2012. And then they did it once in 2013 and once in 2014. And that's look, it. If, if you're a band like the Killers that's trying to fill up arenas, uh, would you do you think you'd be that you'd like listen to crowd noise and see how many of your songs like people sing along with? And then that's the ones you always play. Yeah, that, that, I feel like that's what I would do if I was a, the front man of a, a band like this. I'd be like, OK, and you can usually tell when we watch these live versions if like people give a shit about the song or not. That's you know? true, but you can also there's always that one guy in the crowd who's fucking just screaming along to every song. Oh, 100 percent. That's me at a lot of shows. But yeah, like, uh, and that'll be you and me at the Killers, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, uh, probably. Because by the time we get to see the Killers, we'll be really far into this pod. We'll be done, I think, or we'll be close enough to done that. We'll. Talking about it on the pod will be weird. It'll be like a religious experience or something. I mean, it's got to be an exclusive. Oh, hell yeah. We didn't even mention that in the intro, by the way. Oh, fuck. We were going to do that. So, uh, yeah, really quick. Yeah, we're going to do a first impressions uh, exclusive with Sandy. It's actually released already in the pod time of this. Because I'm going to drop it as soon as I finish editing it on the Patreon. You go. To our Patreon, you can find an exclusive roundtable discussion with Sandy, Spencer, and myself for Pressure Machine. Frequent contributor of the pod. And general saint of mashups. Yes. The Mater D of mashups. That's way better than saint. Um, I... <laughs> You just <laughs> Spencer has encountered a critical error. Yeah, Spencer's got to reboot. This was a weird fucking. So I'm looking at the last time they played a matter of time. 
I'm just gonna link this to you. It this was a weird set. Let they, me see. Let this me was they played the way it was. They played shot at the night. Um, okay. Whoa. Okay. And they, is, huh? They played a cover of Bad Moon Rising by CCR, which is kind of sick. They played Bling. Wow. On Fashions of Aching. <sighs> well, yeah. Wow. They also played from here on out. That's this is a very weird. So yeah, the encore alone is just a very weird encore because it's shot at the night. A matter of time as part of the encore. I'd be pissed, dude. The, the, I I would be hyped because from here on out, it's probably my favorite song from Battleborn. No, from here on out is in the the set list. I'd be fine with the set list. Yeah. So, but the on but like I you know in oh the, the encore, encore kind of sucked. Yeah. No. Yeah. What do you mean? It was fucking sick. It's just they didn't. It's just you had to wait until the encore to hear all the songs you want to hear. Is the problem? Right. That's true. They saved too many big ones for yeah. that. For there, they played. Yeah. Did you already say what they played? I might have been distracted and didn't hear. you No, say I it. haven't. They played "Shot at the Night," "Matter of Time," "When You Were Young," and then "Mr. Brightside." They, so. Yeah. Which that makes sense, but you get a little. This is great. You get a little like chart down at the bottom too that shows you in like a circular graph how how many songs from each album and it's like color coded so this is a mostly battleborn and oh wow four from battleborn four from hot fuss four from sam's town day and age too recent you know before because so there are only three two covers and then one song from direct hits which would be shot with the night yeah so wow what a what a what a show what a show. That is a very weird one. That was in Mo at the Mohegan Sun Arena in Uncasville, Connecticut. I don't know where Uncasville is. We're, we're, for the record, that is one of our two covers this week. So, um, or one of our two live versions. So we will be having one of the first and one and the last time they played this song. Wow. This week. Mixing it up. Anyway, the point is, this is a really good song. I like it, but you don't like it. I'm I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just it, it's OK. I need to I mean, you're going to be convinced that I don't like it or I'm going to be convinced that I was wrong or I just I hadn't got given myself time to get into it. Let's so. let's be honest. You're you're not going to change your opinion on this song. You, you, so, sometimes I do. Sometimes when I see a live version, I have let it be known pod judges that I have changed my opinion on pod before. You're sick of all your pod judges. That's right. Let's, they're not letting me shine. They're scared. They, you can't something make. Ugh. Spencer, let's go to Reddit. Yeah, let's go to Reddit. Okay, so I only linked one thread because there's a very long one and I want to read the whole thing on here. If that's okay with you. Let's okay, go for it. Okay, so uh user Neon Fire. If this is really stupid, I will not read the whole thing. But um just read it, Spencer. Read the whole thing. You've committed to it, read the whole thing. Thanks, Michael. So user Neon Fire95 made a thread on Reddit called A Matter of Time Interpretation. Michael, you are free to jump in here and make fun of this whenever you want to. I'm gonna read this. So User says, 
I was listening to Battleborn and thinking about how I've seen some interpretations of A Matter of Time that interpret it as being about Tana and the lead up to her PTSD diagnosis. I'm here to offer an alternative theory. It's actually a continuation of the Mr. Brightside story. I want to make it clear that I did not read this ahead of time. Holy shit. I'm fucking hype. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. Great. Very good start. All right. The first verse talks about the subject, you looking for a way out and making the narrator drive through the streets for an answer to the mystery. This is Mr. Brightside suspecting that his girlfriend is getting bored with the relationship and is looking elsewhere. So he is driving around searching for her as he suspects she's out with other with another man. He could also just be driving around to try and clear his head and talk himself out of jumping to conclusions about her fidelity. Okay. The first chorus talks of her, quote, laughing with her girlfriends, not a care in the world, not a burden on her mind. Great lyric. This refers to how she is entirely carefree, unlike the narrator, who is emotionally invested in the relationship. He might even be so paranoid as to think she is mocking him with her friends, joking about how she is unfaithful to him. Their eventual breakup, however, is only a matter of time. Okay. Verse two further illustrates the narrator's jealous. I assume that's jealousy. Yeah. And fears quote. There's a panic in this house and it's bound to sacrifice just walking surface. What? God, I am so tired surface. Just walking through the front door makes me nervous. Like go. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Do it, Michael. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's what they do. That's the background. Perfect. The narrator is paranoid that his girlfriend is being unfaithful, even going so far as to imagine he might one day walk in and find her with another man. The narrator cannot put out the fire that threatens to consume him because his own imagination that is causing him pain. It is his own imagination. He holds the matches that cause the fire, so to speak. So... This is a prequel to Fire and Bone. Right? Does does any song that mentioned fire just automatically become a prequel to Fire and Bone? Yeah, it's part of the Fire and Bone. It's um, part of the it's part he- of hexology. The fire hexology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz you know there's other songs that mention fire. I can't remember them all, but That's a that's the trick to listening to the Electric Six album Fire. Whenever they say the word fire, which is the album title, you just skip the song. I've mentioned I've mentioned this before on the pod. It's it's one of those things that's really stupid, but surprisingly funny. (laughs) Okay, because because they're no, no, for real, like you'll be like halfway through a song. You're like, I guess they're not going to say it in this one. And then the first verse, he said it's like the first fucking word. (laughs) <laughs> and then you skip and you skip the song you listen to exactly two songs from beginning to end it's so fucking cool and by wow. cool i mean stupid and by stupid i mean really funny there's a lot of levels to that spencer exactly it's it's like an onion it's like <laughs> it, it's like ogres it's like a parfait like everyone you- likes a parfait you're supposed to you're supposed to make like the they smell funny and, you know, all the do all the Eddie Murphy jokes from the Shrek movie. 
I did an Eddie Murphy joke. I know you did, like but, but you're supposed to do like the insulting ones before that. It's too late now. The bridge is the narrator's naivete that this girl was the one for him. He believed that they had, quote, found themselves a place. They, quote, belong in forever, end quote. He romantically envisioned them fighting alongside each other as equal partners, quote, come hell or high water. The imagery of the moon in the garden adds his romantic to his romantic beliefs that this relationship would be the final one. But the narrator is mistaken. The girl is weary of him. Parentheses. He is too. After all this paranoia, quote, I knew you're weird. No, you're weary. Look at me flailing in the corner. <coughs> Bless you. Wow. Sorry. I want to make, I should point out quick editing note. This is the boringest part of the pod. Whenever you cough, I usually edit it out unless I respond to it, in which case I don't. Like, I think well, that was a sneeze. Oh, well, the point is, like, last week you had you drank some water weird and you were coughing. Oh, God, that was tough. And I, I totally left that shit in. Well, that, that makes sense. I feel that. Welcome to Soul of a Truck, a podcast about editing. <laughs> Uh, go on, go and, on with this killer's fan fiction. We're almost done here, and she's ready to throw in the towel on what she knows is a doomed relationship. The final chorus brings everything together. With the clarity of hindsight, the narrator admits their breakup was a matter of time, looking upon the wreckage of broken dreams and burned out halos, aka his dream of marriage and eternity with this woman, quote, laying at their feet. Anyway, those are just my thoughts on another way to view this song, since, at least to my knowledge, we don't really have any indication that Brandon was aware of any of Tana's mental health struggles when the song was first written. With uh, M.A.B. What's M.A.B.? People always abbreviate song titles. I never remember the song. Mad About Babies. Uh, Being also being on Battleborn. (laughs) I think it's kind of neat to see this song as tying into the theme to that theme as well. I'm curious to know if anyone else viewed it this way or what you all think. Well, first of all, thank you, Neon Fire 95, for this incredible theory. This is the type of stuff I live for. Also, Spencer, MAB is actually Miss Miss Atomic Bomb. Yeah, I was I was searching it. But this, holy shit. It's too uh, bad because now we can't do a Mad About Babies episode and <laughs> make jokes constantly because we've already done that song. I'm super disappointed. Well, this is a pretty crazy theory. I mean, I guess what you're saying here, Neon Fire, is that there's like similar themes from Mr. Brightside. I don't necessarily think it's a continuation of any story that's being told in Mr. Brightside, though. I mean, look, every song is about Tana, so it's fine. All right. That's so that's what, so there's a so I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Spencer. Well, that just means Mr. Brightside is also about Tana, even though that he wasn't married yet or in right. a relation. So thus. By default, this is also about Tana, and so thus. They're all a continuation of Mr. Brightside. Well, I guess 
<laughs> that was the top comment is sobs red who says love this interpretation it makes so much sense that was so fucking uh, you were you were like resigned to your fate there. there that's happened multiple times already in this podcast within these first 30 minutes i have been like what am i in what am i part of right now i just the, so i'm still gonna start that this by made this for me man that was so funny <laughs> Yeah, read Larky's uh, comment. Larky18. Larky18, hero of the Reddit. We actually do know that he knew of his wife's symptoms at that time. He said that her symptoms first started around 2011, but neither of them had any idea what was happening or why. That is very confusing and frustrating for both of them. Tana gave an interview in 2013 which stated that she had clinical depression and had tried medication for it but is unsuccessful as she'd been using some kind of herbal thing instead. They didn't get a PTSD diagnosis until things came to a head much later, after the suicidal episode in 2015 that led to Brandon canceling part of the Desired Effects tour. This sounds like some tea spilling stuff. I don't really want to. Is that is that what the term is where you're like, you know, talking about something that's kind of like gauche or whatever? What's it mean to spill the tea? I'm looking this up. Everything now. you said was like a phrase. You just you. <laughs> What is gauche? Oh, gauche. It's uh, gossip or personal information belonging to someone else. Yeah, I don't know. This all feels kind of tea spilly to me. (laughs) Wow, tea spilly. That's the that's the that's the verbular form of it. Tea spilly. That's not a verb either. It's it's (laughs) an adjective. I don't know words anymore. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I'm not even like this isn't even fucking volume Spence. This is just idiot Spence. <laughs> this is um, this is like leaving Las Vegas Spence. Yeah, basically. Anyway, so. But this uh, is so th- what I don't I guess you. Yeah, I guess this is a tea spill esque. It's, it's but, a little gossipy. But right. I. I don't know necessarily if this is about Tana's PTSD or not. I mean, this sounds like he's writing for a character like. Right. This does feel like one of Brandon's character songs. Yeah. Like that's like that could be like part of a killer's musical. It, it sounds like it's from a musical. So the characters in the killer's musical, if Brandon writes a musical boy, car, horse, I want to make a point here. Neon fire 95 responds to Larky's post by saying, uh, I try to avoid digging too deeply into the topic, actually, since I find knowing too many details about Tano and her mental health uncomfortable and invasive. I agree with you, neon fires. I don't like to speculate on such things. That's some personal shit, bro. You know, and Larky's cool about it because Larky's always cool about it. You know, if this was Machops Don't Cry, he would be a fucking dick because he's Machops Don't Cry. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. What do you think Machops Don't Cry would respond to uh, Neon Fire's response to Larky 18's response? Well, I love digging because I love hot fuss. Also, I just went to a hospital and stole all of their yogurt. So so wait is 
is Machops don't cry now just like this weird kind of like minor vandal now? Yeah, he's a scamp. He's like a yeah, he's a scamp. <laughs> he just gets into mischief. Yeah, he's general mischief. M- mischievous scamp. I just went to a gas station. <laughs> I turned off the hot dog machine. <laughs> Got him. Do, do we want to look at any other? Um... No, none of these comments are worth it. Sorry, everybody else on the Reddit, but I love you. No, do we want to look at any other uh, Reddit posts? There's there's a thread here called underrated and overrated killer songs. Oh, God. Yeah, OK, pull it uh, up. I don't want to see anything else from the Reddit, though, because I don't want to risk seeing somebody's opinion about Pressure Machine. That's perfectly reasonable. OK, so I linked it in the uh, Google Doc, but I'll also link it here. Um, Where the hell did I put? Oh, here it is. OK, so underrated. Oh, wow. The world we live in, some kind of love and matter of time. And uh, and what? Wow. How serendipitous. Did you even know this is going to be they would mention the song we're actually doing in this? Yeah. You OK, you did know it wasn't yeah. in the Google Doc. Well, yeah, because I just searched it. I I felt like we, we could maybe throw one more Reddit. Oh, in let's, there. let's do it. I was I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to. I mean, that was that was a perfectly reasonable pod moment, but I feel like that didn't allow for discussion. It was mostly just me reading for fucking 10 minutes. OK, underrated. The world we live in wrong. That song is perfectly rated low if it is low. I, I'm sorry that you connect with it, but no, <laughs> I, I, the world we live in is so lame. this is this is user a, a wars fold 27, by the way. Uh, number two, some kind of love. Uh, uh yeah, great song. Underrated. Yeah, underrated. It's it's a perfect song. Uh, it has the best the best lyric of all time. That's uh, right. Uh, that men- it it mentions our podcast. It does. That's why we love it. But yeah, also because it's a great song. Yeah, no, it's a it's a fucking banger. And then of course number three, a matter of time. Uh, and he says, I genuinely believe that this that a better chorus would propel this song to top killers material. It starts off so well, but then fades. However, I still feel it deserves better recognition than it gets. And uh, he says that it gets, but it's then it would be then. Wow. So a worse fold and I just don't have the same taste. In I super agree with you on this. Uh of the two ones that we've done, the the over the songs he says that are overrated are Runaways and Blink Confessions of a King, both of which are great. And uh, it was yeah. Fold 27. The third one we're not going to mention because uh, we haven't done it yet. I don't think we have. We done yeah, it? we can't. No, we yeah, have it's, not. it's a spoiler. It's a spoiler. But so. it, if you want to find out, just, just look at the Reddit like you have Google. We're not we're not going to stop you. And you have Reddit. Subscribe yeah. to the Killers Reddit. Yeah, I'm a podcast, not a cop. You know, fuck. Go, go to the Killers. You'd be a terrible cop. Yeah, no, I'd fucking. Be... Anyway, um... you do kind of you do kind of have Andy Sipowitz vibes, though. You know what I mean? From NYPD Blue. So maybe you'd be a good cop. I, 
there's so many like issues and I don't want to even start with everything <laughs> you just fucking said. What is the what's the issue? Just all of it. Um <laughs> let's let's look let's look at the fucking lyrics. Ugh. I'm just forever confused. Totally. Look up a picture of Andy Sipowitz and tell me that you don't get Spencer vibes. <laughs> Michael, you're fired. <laughs> oh, I don't know what's wrong with it, but I love it. But you're not wrong. <laughs> yes. You should be you should be the NYPD blue character he plays for Halloween. It would be fucking a classic. Halloween is that like Halloween but in California? <laughs> yes. You sound it, it sounded like you said Halloween on my Oh end. wait, the it, the character is Andy Sipowitz. It's played by Dennis Franz. Yeah, no, I I you know, good news everyone. Both people the, the fictional character and the real guy have their own Wikipedia pages. Hell yeah. Okay. Anyway, so let's look at these lyrics. Uh, what do you want to read? Uh, uh, I am going to read the lyrics. Okay. The annotations. Okay. All right, cool. All right, so A Matter of Time by The Killers, produced by a bunch of people, album Battleborn, or Car vs. Horse. Quote, uh, this is by George Plant. This is a song about the inevitability of heartbreak when love isn't grounded in trust. It's just a matter of time until it crashes. And there's a picture of a clock, and it is disintegrating into dust. Ooh. Ooh. And then there's a Joan Baez quote that says the easiest kind of relationship is with 10,000 people. The hardest is with one hashtag deep. Thanks, Joan Baez. All right. First one, Michael. You're looking for a way out. I can feel it. Come on. Show me where it hurts. I can Maybe feel I it, can dude. Feel it. <laughs> Tell you my ultimate warrior impression. <laughs> Hi, welcome to wow. jokes. Literally no one will get. <laughs> wow. Your feelings are your own. Now you keep them under lock and key. You got me driving through the streets for an answer to the mystery. This is Flower's way of saying, quote, you won't talk to me anymore. So I don't know what's wrong. Flowers wants to know how to make his girl feel better. But it's a puzzle he can't solve. It's a sharp agony knowing that someone you love is drifting away from you and there's nothing you can do to stop it. The feelings we keep inside are secrets that even Sherlock Holmes can detect. What? What? <laughs> you know, you, you had me in the first round there, but man, fuck, dude. Wow, at the very end, what a way to describe something that, was, that even Sherlock Holmes couldn't detect. That was, that was user Alex K K Koenig. Very weird analogy. Yeah, you, no, it's. I mean, it, not it's, even analogy. Which weird, weird phrase to use? It's. I mean, you know what? It it tells us what needs to be told. I'm not. I'm not gonna hate. Chorus. I'm not, okay, chorus. 
the willows still weep on Charleston Avenue. Oh, oh go ahead. Uh, George Plant says he is talking about Charleston Avenue in Avenue Avenue in Las Vegas. There's an image. Describe the image, Michael. Uh, it is a picture of Charleston Avenue in Las Vegas. There's a building. There's a structure in the background that looks like a small version of the Space Needle. It's there's like a spire. That's the level you can. There's a level in Rainbow Six Vegas where you uh, kill terrorists in that in that building. What? Yeah, that's a fun fact, Spencer. What's that level called? Fuck, dude, I don't remember. It's called Charleston Avenue. No, because no, you're in the tower. The towers it's called Matter of Time Battleborn by the Killers. The the phrase segment above about the willows is still you fucking broke my brain. <laughs> it's too easy today. It's kind of like a freebie. Yeah, it's it's like it's like the, the hamster wheels turning, but like you're just hucking rocks at the fucking hamster. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus. OK, anyway. The phrase segment about the willow still weeping is cryptic. The willow trees love lots of water, something hard to come by in Vegas. The willow tree is considered a source of healing in many cultures. There's a link, which uh, I don't really want to read. And its name means convolution. Why is that hyphenated? Yeah, it's very weird. Convolu. Shun. Shun. The tree is believed to stimulate healing energy for body and spirit through herbology and aromatherapy. Or is it herbology? Michael, what do you say? Herbology. Oh, I'm going to say herbology just to be contrary. Okay. So the reference might be flowers making a double entendre, suggesting the sadness of the situation and the possibility of healing. It's a really long comment. This is one of those... We have stumbled upon a thesis lyrics page, Spencer. I give this is not very. I mean, I one see. day I will write down all the different types of lyrics pages we find. But there's sometimes crazy batshit lyrics pages. And then there's these that are like somebody being like, oh, I got something to say about matter of time. In this essay, I will just so. Uh, outside that vacant Starlight Motel. Uh, quote, there's a, uh, this is probably user Jay Godfrey. There's a Starlight Motel in Las Vegas. But, quote, that vacant Starlight Motel is symbolic. A motel is a place often associated with a last resort with no, when no other option is available. You go to a motel, the Starlight Motel. Oh, that was terribly Terrible reading comprehension on my part. When no other option is available, you go to a motel. That's a sentence. And then the next sentence starts. The Starlight Motel in Las Vegas is glamorous and bright with tall neon lights that hide the fact that in the end, it's just a motel. To Flowers, their relationship was full of bright possibility. Flowers was this girl's Starlight Motel, which she fears she has since left, quote, vacant. Okay. Go on. I'm telling you, like, wow. <laughs> this lyric page. I'm, I'm, I'm looking up the name of this fucking building really quick. So if I seem distracted, that's why. 
I see you laughing with your girlfriends. Not a care in the world. Not a burden on your mind. It was a matter of time. Verse 2. There's a panic in this house and it's bound to surface. Just walking through the front door makes me nervous. It's creeping up the floorboards. Got me wondering where I stand. I cannot put out the fire. I got a book of matches in my hand. Um, uh, Double Lucky says the protagonist can't find a way to resolve the turmoil in their relationship. He's tried to douse the fire by throwing words at her to try and calm her. All it does is create more trouble, like fanning a fire. So I found the Forest. name. Of the, I found the name Go of the ahead. level, but uh, I, I think <laughs> I think they gave I, they gave they gave the the place a a fictional name. Uh, it's uh, the Strat Hotel. It's the Stratosphere. That's what it is. It's the Strat okay. Hotel. That's the building. And in Rainbow Six Vegas, it is called. They've they've given it a different name. And called it the Vertigo Spire. Woo! <laughs> they did that so so people wouldn't know that that was based on a real place and trying to play Rainbow Six in it. I'm I mean, okay. <laughs> For uh, aside, Rainbow Six Vegas is probably my favorite, like like mid two thousands or yeah two thousands first person shooter. That game came out in like 2009, right? 2006, bro. What? Holy shit. Yeah, dude. Golly. Yeah, that game, <laughs> that game that game that game would be in fucking nuts. middle school right now. Wow. I don't know. You It's like it's like playing M-rated games that are old that if they were human, they would be old enough to purchase themselves at a game store. It's a weird concept, Spencer. Well, no, it's it's you know, it's it's like dr- drinking whiskey that's old enough to drink. It's the same idea. I I, I got you. I understand. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Where are, uh, chorus. When we first met, headstrong and filled with doubt. Filled with just, doubt. <laughs> just enough hustling tables that summer to take you out. Take I was you falling out. back on forever. In Miss Atomic Bomb, Flowers, quote, falling back on forever is him saying his forever is over and he's reveling in the nostalgia of the good old days. In this case, it refers to who Flowers was before he met this girl. It's him banking on having all the time in the world to work everything out. Hiccup. He's living for himself in the now and not worried about when he wants to get serious about his future. That was user Jay Godfrey. Then you told me about your heart. You laid it on the line. Jay Godfrey continues. This girl changed flowers to his very core. Before her, he was uncertain of his future and utterly unconcerned with things to come. After she confessed her feelings to him and exposed her innermost self and laid it on the line, flowers knew exactly what he wanted from life. Forever finally hit him. And uh, Gator Kirsch has marked this a stretch. Thank you, Gator Kirsch, for always being there <laughs> to knock whoever the fuck is making these posts down to earth. Because it started. I'm telling you, this is one of those lyrics pages where people just really, really went out there with their interpretations. Yeah, you're not wrong. 
laughing with your girlfriends, not a care in the world, not a burden on your mind. Wallio says, say it. Oh, yeah. Wallio. Wallio. Thank you. He doesn't understand how his lover can feel so carefree while he suffers at the demise of their relationship. And I get to say this because it's in parentheses. You laid it on the line. Wow. It was just a matter. It was a matter of time. Bridge. Bridge. We found ourselves a place. A we place. belong in it forever. Ain't that what it's all about? Make the promise and and keep it. Come hell or high water, we figure it out. That sounds very prairie, like when you say it like that. Not prairie like open plains and like prayer and then you put a little hyphen and then there's a Y. Like the kind where gotcha. you pray. You don't think that sounds gotcha. kind of prairie? Come hell or high water, we figure it out. Except for the we'd figure it out. Like that doesn't it sound sounds like something a cowboy would say. This this sounds like very western. Alright, we'll read it in the cowboy voice then. We find ourselves a place. We belong in it forever. Ain't that what it's all about? <laughs> Make the promise and keep it. Come hell or high water, we'd figure it out. That was good, actually. Flowers, uh, Jay Godfrey, uh, who's currently writing his motherfucking thesis about this song. <laughs> quote, Flowers world is quickly being dismantled in front of him. Isn't forever what it's all about? If love isn't eternal, is it still love? Is love not the point of it all? Ah! <laughs> the future is finally caught up with him and he's losing the only reason he wanted a future in the first place. What's the point of a forever, a youthful eternity, if you have to spend it alone? Go, go on. More cowboy voice. <laughs> it was the night. It was the moon. Okay, never mind. This already sucks. Keep streaming. <laughs> <laughs> it was the night. It was the moon. It was <sighs> the green grass in the garden. The victory in the sin. Actually, I, I this is. Uh, the fucking bridge to this song is ridiculous. It's 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 a true. That's what it reminds me of Sam's Town. Yeah, no, is it's super. It's it. It sounds like like the fucking climax of a Sam's Town song. Right. Like in the middle of the song, you just throw a fucking big like, thing of black cats in the middle of the song. Yeah, like the bridge, like this fucking belter ass bridge. And then where there's like 16 people, like a choir, you know, violins, fucking you know, uh, like an explosion. There's probably a cannon going off. Fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. Yeah, absolutely. It's cacophonous. Cacophonous. Those are what people who know words would say. Anyway, uh, Red Replicant has said, the protagonist is referring to the love and quote forever and quote of the perf previous verses. He saw his forever with her and everything, the moon, the grass, the good times, and the bad times. Uh, quote, the garden here may refer to the biblical Garden of Eden. That makes sense. Where the first couple live together in paradise until they sinned. It also may refer to, read that oh, word. Jesus. Gethsemane? Get, let's see how Wikipedia pronounces it. Gets, I think it's Gethsemane. Yeah, that looks about right. Uh, I was hoping there was like a little little thing that would say it out loud. Yeah, so I could play it on the pod. 
Yeah, uh, just Google it. The garden in which Christ spent the night before his death being tested. There's there's a picture of Adam and Eve in the garden. No, not lyrics. I'm trying to get the 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 pronunciation for you, Spencer. Don't worry about it. It's Kugra. Yeah, it's Gethsemane. I should know that. I read the Bible, so. I haven't. It burns your skin, right? And uh, I. No, I, I just don't know how to read. <laughs> just imagine you open it, the book and then melt like the guy in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Wow, dude. Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I get I got mad at that, but I literally just insulted myself even harder. Like, I I, I have no leg to stand on here. Anyway, read. Hey, how are you gonna get mad at me? Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, read read the end of the bridge. I know you're weary. Look at me flailing in the corner. Here's the towel. Go on, throw it in. It's so fucking melodramatic, right? It really is. Here's the towel. Go on, throw it in. <sighs> Just you, you hear the eh, like the eh voice, you know, okay. <laughs> eh. chorus. It was a matter of time. Can't you see that it's tearing me up inside? Look what's laying at our feet. That's the wreckage of broken dreams and burned out halos. And it's here on our street. Read that again. But in the eh voice, like just just be like really whiny, <laughs> like petulant. Yeah, petulant and whiny and just shitty. Just read it in that voice. It's a matter of time. Can't you see this tear me up inside? Yeah, this was the right choice. Our feet. That's the wreckage of broken dreams. Yeah. And burned out halos. It's here on our street. Eh. Walio says he knows that the end of the relationship was inevitable. And he wants his lover to know. That. <laughs> yeah, petulant. Um, <laughs> it's still hurting him. That all of the hope he had pinned on the relationship is lost. (laughs) Oh, boy. You know, know, other than the fact that this episode is mostly just us reading things. I'm having a good ass time. It's us reading things intermixed with like just total delirium. Yeah, basically. I think that's I think that's what makes the pod good. Hey, you know, if if you like if you've made it this far. If you made it an hour in, um, mess, uh, send us a like tweet at Soul of a Truck Pod and tell us what you like about our podcast, so we can maybe do that more, or we can do that less and just upset you and alienate you. Who knows? The only way to find out is if you do the thing I asked. Well, I don't know why I just I, did that. I don't. I don't, I don't know. What you think of those, like, what'd you think of those lyrics? I feel like I don't feel like there's I do feel like this is this song might be about like a, it is a character song, but you can definitely see some of the like frustration Brandon might be feeling around this time because a lot of the Battleborn songs have this kind of like even Runaways has like think- a kind of like it's not necessarily about Brandon and Tana, but it does have like a like kind of like a bittersweet tone like like he's writing the character but he's doing it but the character is really himself sort of thing right even though that in runaways i I don't imagine that brandon's like coming home drunk you know and like yeah he's the one who can't stop going out i don't think that's brandon 
yeah, I don't think, uh, uh, no offense, but I mean, they, they allegedly, Brandon does drink. He does have a, a sip of the, you know, the, the demon liquor, as it were. The fire I don't know if he, bone water. I don't, I don't know if he does anymore, but you know. Well, that, so I, you know, I can see just if this is a song about a general American dude, there's a lot of Brandon in this character like there usually is. Yeah. He's a, and there's, a, you know, Brandon's the master of writing because here's what I'll grant neon per tiger person. Not, whoever we read from Reddit earlier. Sorry, I can't remember your username. Uh, it it does have a Mr. Brightside vibe, the tone of the lyrics. You know what I mean? Like a very melancholy, melodramatic dude being like, oh, our relationship's over and I can't trust you anymore. And now it's falling apart. Because, I mean, they're just like a lot of the lyrical tones are very over the top. I agree with that. Especially in the end, like the bridge is where it really ramped, like, <laughs> no, that's he, exactly he the pedal like he, to the metal. He, the fucking, he turns it up to 11. And that's that's why this is the point in the album where Brandon stops fucking around with his horse. And he just puts the pedal to the metal. He the stops car. fucking this horse and he just. <laughs> it just now, gets now in his like, car like chicken on the Vegas highway. Where was this in the album? God, this is the fifth fucking song. Yep. That's terrible. This should be second half of the record. Yep. I, I think agree. I, I you know what I think, you know what I think my my big issue with Battleborn is? And this is gonna be a spoiler because eventually we're gonna do every song on Battleborn, and eventually we will give our final thoughts on right. the record as a whole. Right. But legitimately, I think my biggest issue with Battleborn is song order. I feel like a lot of the songs, like if if they had arranged this record better, it would have been as good, if not better, than anything they've done previously. Because I think the songs are solid, but the way it's arranged, it just makes me not want to listen to it all the way through. And thus... I can't truly appreciate the really good songs. You dig for me. I, I, I appreciate your, what you, your feelings on Battleborn. I can totally see it because it does have some really good songs. You know, I a vocal proponent and lover of runaways. Yeah. Um, and we did a song on here that I actually ended up liking more than I thought. Uh, what else have we done from Battleborn? We've done Carry Me Home. We've, we've done, done Prize Fighter. We've done Prize Fighter. We've done Tyson and versus I, Douglas. Which I oh, no, yeah. wait, that's not Tyson versus that, Douglas is on double dub dub. Oh my bad, I'm being stupid. I'm literally looking so, at the fucking track list, and I said that like, what what planet do I live on? We've done we've done uh, what did we say? Miss Atomic Bomb M A B stood for. Uh. Mad about babies, mad angry baby, or something. Yeah, mad about babies, mad about babies. Uh, we've but done. I, I think no. Go yeah, ahead. No, you, we've, we've, we've done we've the done, rising tide. Yeah, like we've done like half this album at this point, right? And I, it's okay. I, I feel like the songs are good enough to 
deserve like I feel like the mediocre songs are good enough to listen to all the way through to sort of power through to, you know, other better songs. But if the track list sucks, like if if the order sucks and you get like two bad songs in a row, you're just skipping around and then you don't want to listen to the fucking record anymore. Right. You know, and that's that's kind of how I feel about this. You know, the singles are definitely the weakest of any album. With except the killers, I except guess. for Runaways. Runaways is Runaways is a great lead single to me. Yeah. But no. then the other singles are whack. I'm sorry if you love Battleborn. I'm sorry if you love Miss Atomic Bomb. I actually not like for Battleborn. Me. So. Yeah, I, we know. I don't like Flesh and Bone either. I think it's the weakest of the opening tracks. Iconic. So, yeah. Spencer says it's iconic. I because he's like nine. It's a... <laughs> It's legitimately my favorite of the Bone Trilogy. <laughs> the Bone Trilogy. Uh, what a great discussion that was. <laughs> Super stupid. Um, okay, so uh, there's a couple of names the same this week. Uh, and first off, we have an almost named the same. This is like a honorable mention named the same. And I bring him up because it's by some 41 and some 41 man how do you how do you feel about the band some 41 michael um sum them up in 41 words or less they were huge when i was a kid you're please don't actually count your words bro 41 41 is a lot of words really care about them that was like it was like that wasn't 41 words i just i was just trying I was not counting. I was just trying to carefully say my words. Yeah, because you you were saying slowly like you were fucking counting your words. No. Okay. I was not. I knew it would be less than 41 words. So this song is called 45 parentheses a matter of time. And it's a I think it's about Donald Trump. So let's find out. Let's see what let's see what the band Sum 41 has to say about. um, What if it's about staring down the barrel of a 45? Uh, that's a very different song. Let's find Swimming out. Swimming through the ashes of another life. Okay, starting off with the creepy clown carnival thing. Rick and Morty animation. Yep. This song seems like it, it was fairly recent, right? Yeah, no. This would be You know, honestly, I didn't hate that. Mm. It was it was very like American idiot era Green Day sounding. Right, right. Although. uh, 
Although, have you have you listened to? Um, oh God, fuck! Say what you were gonna say. I'm looking up a thing. Or like Incubus when around that era, same era, like 2006, 2005, 2006, had that vibe. I mean, this a lot song of music that came around around that time that was like this. The song dropped way later than that. Yeah, the song came out in 2019, but it doesn't sound like a new song. It sounds like like if you said this song came out in 2004, 2005, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, did you ever listen to Underclass Hero by Sum 41? I don't think so. No, basically it's uh, so Sum 41 was like, hold on, hold on. I got to double check this thing. It's a great description. I'm I'm just shut up, dude. I'm not smart. <laughs> so essentially, underclass hero sounds essentially exactly like American Idiot. Like they didn't even try to be subtle about it. It was conceptually it sounded the fucking same. And it was really good. But like, you know, you just got to kind of sit back and recognize that that's what it is. And that's kind of some 41 to me. They kind of they they do that sometimes where you're just like, Oh, they're just trying to sound like this other band. And yeah, that kind of hit me like that, you know? Yeah, that sounded like a Billy Talent song. Yeah. So. I like Billy Talent. Yeah, Billy Talent's great. Seeing them live, highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. They're great. Yeah. Look forward to our Billy Talent podcast. What's what's our Billy Talent podcast going to be called, Michael? Uh oh man, that's tough. Uh it's actually gonna be called Hop in Your Dump Truck, because we're gonna continue with the truck theme. The truck theme. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're gonna create our own truck universe. That's the fucking best idea. <laughs> Welcome to the truck universe. Hell yeah. Soul of a trucks. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so what what did you so what did you think of that? Was that good? Did you like it or were you like not a fan? Eh, it's okay. It sounds like a song that would be in like a sports game. Like yeah. on EA tracks. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. Or okay. like need for speed. Yeah, no, nah, I could drive a car to that. <laughs> okay, so next up we've got um the artist Senek from Belgium. Uh, this is the song A Matter of Time, and this was Belgium's official submission to Eurovision 2018. You know what you know about Eurovision, Michael? Yes. OK, I'm aware. All right. Just, you know, sometimes us Americans, we don't know about it. But uh, if you don't know about it, uh, Google is your friend. Let's let's hear this song. This is the music video for it also. Sometimes it feels like it's meant to be broken. Sometimes we long for um, the inspiration. A woman's just sitting, looking forlorn in different low light settings. Yeah, and there's like one strip of light. Now she's in front of a stained glass window. Now she's in a pool, but it's empty. She kind of looks like Alanis Morissette. Don't we go 
I'm looking at who won Eurovision that year. Her voice is awesome. No, it's very pretty. good it's a pretty good one good good name the same thanks spencer yeah um she was in eurovision 2018 wow did she win no uh, oh who won uh israel won with the song uh toy by the artist neda nita n-e-t-t-a and i vaguely recall this track but i never listened to it so do you watch Eurovision, Spencer? I try to keep track of who wins just because it's fun. Like um, that was it. Did Italy win last win last year or. Let's see here. OK, so the Netherlands won in 2020 and then uh, Italy won. With in uh, this year. And that's the that's that band that I think they did a killer's cover recently and we listened to it. No, they did a fucking. They did a they did a name the same Manskin Maniskin Mainskin. Oh, yeah. Maneskin Maneskin. That one. They won Eurovision last uh, this year. Well, it is insane that how well, first of all, how many countries participate in this? Because yes. I've never watched Eurovision. I'm aware of it, but I've never watched it. It's the world's largest non-sporting televised event, dude. This is insane. And like, it, you know, what's also shocking to me is how many of these songs are in English. Uh, yeah, it, it, it maximizes appeal. Wow. Uh, for the record, nothing will ever beat Hard Rock Hallelujah. That was the band Lordy Submission in 2006, which won Eurovision by, at the time, the highest score margin ever so sorry all the other people who have won eurovision you will never be as good as hard well, rock maybe Halloween. they will there could be somebody in the future yeah but that's that song fucking rules so well we need to get america involved okay it's it's called eurovision we gotta send America over there. Eurovision. <laughs> Amerovision. Well, you can make your own fucking song contest. No, we're gonna fly over. We're gonna send Amer we're gonna send Cisco every year. <laughs> we're gonna win. It's the American way, baby. Why Cisco? Uh he's our greatest living artist. Fair enough. Uh if Cisco's canceled, please inform me as soon as possible so we can all make fun of Michael for that was his suggestion. For my ignorance, I, is Cisco canceled? Oh, probably not, but maybe. <laughs> hey, look, I don't know who's canceled anymore. All right. I don't spend half as much time on the Internet as someone with a podcast should. Uh, well, Let's hear the next one from Protégé. Yes, this is Protégé and their song, A Matter of Time. Okay, it's like animated, it looks like. Yeah. It's a lyric video. Animated by Ikem Smith. Ikem Smith.
looking at the lyrics. Never saw the planet, but are we around the planet? Babylon won't be banned, so Mr. Shit in the band. Gator has the Dragon Balls. All of them? Uh, a lot of them. Long time now, they map it, so them relax in the habit. Ask for it politely, but right now we are gonna grab it. Even if you put me with the crumbling at the barrel, shell the whole of them and then step out and drink me sorry. Reach for me, sleep so, see it every season. When you're a believer, don't flinch for any reason. Not know then when, not me then who. Man, love talk, but refuse to do well if you seek it fine. But never you cheat the line. Cause he gon' take all of your trying to make something out of your life. I'm actually really digging this, that's why I haven't stopped it yet. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That was great. Well, that's the best one so far, Protégé. Yeah, Thank that you. was that was fantastic. Like, 7 out of 10. This is the first uh, American vision, Amerivision. And Protégé's in the lead. We're, we're not... We're not doing that. Too late, Spencer. You signed up for this. Ameravision. No, no, I, no, I did, did, did not do this. Here we are, Ameravision. We're here for you, America. So next up, we've got The Struts and their song, um, uh, Just Matter of Time. There's no A at the beginning. The Sluts? The Struts. The Nuts? The Struts. Queens of the Stone Age. The darkness. Queen. It is very queen. Yes. It's literally just. I can see all the time, all the days, all the weeks, all the years that I've wanted you. It's all right. It's all I don't know, this is, this is, Jesus Christ. That was, that was some sick post-punk. That was post-punk. Yep. That was post-punk, right? Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. When did that song come out? What year is how old is that one? Like fairly recent. What? That's recent? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Give me a moment. It's from uh it's not from that one. It's from this one. I don't fucking know when it came out. Wow. Thanks, Spencer. Spencer definitely knows how to use the internet. <laughs> What's the next song? Oh, this is by a little known band. This is, seems like a little indie project. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, hold on. I'm checking Genius. This came out 2014. Okay, so seven years ago. Yeah. It was good, though. I liked it. 
Okay, well, nice. That's Matter of Time by the Struts. Look, you want me to be prepared? You came to the wrong pod. Whatever. Here's the Foo Fighters song, A Matter of Time. On a Vision. No. You know who this sounds like? The Foo Fighters? Yep, it sure does. <laughs> who are you going to say? The Foo Fighters. <laughs> Why did you... But... That's the riff from Monkey Wrench, right? I mean, no, but. We fed an AI 150 hours of Foo Fighters songs. <laughs> and it wrote a matter of time. And it wrote a matter of time. It's like generic Foo Fighters. Yep. <laughs> That's why I was going to say that. I was like, that sure sounds like a Foo Fighters song. Yeah, no, for real, bro. So. All right, uh, my favorite protege, you win Amerivision 2021. Spencer, tell him what he's won. Uh, you you get to, we get to have uh, Eurovision 2022 in your home city. That's, <gasps> that's, that's incredible. That's what you win if you win Eurovision. You have, uh, the next Eurovision is held in your country. That's pretty cool. And then you get all the tourism revenue from having a Eurovision in your country. That's all you get, by the way, like, oh, and the song becomes a hit, probably because the entire world listened to it. Well, the Western world, Europe, Europe, listened to it. <laughs> Europe, listened to it over here. We're listening to a Merovision songs. Hi, welcome to Soul of a Truck, where we make a thing so stupid and so bad. <laughs> Spencer immediately quits and never wants to do this again. We don't just beat the dead horse. We ride it all the way into the sunset. A, into into a car. <laughs> car versus horse. Dot com. Dot Let's com. go to the live versions. You know, this was a good episode and then it became really stupid. It was never good, Spencer. It, it was just it, got, it, it was fun. That's, the the podcast good, was no. never good. <laughs> the podcast was never good. OK, so <laughs> so this was uh, this is them performing December 3rd. It's like their fifth performance. I'm glad that I pulled up that setlist FM thing, by the way. Uh, and this is Pacific Coliseum in Vancouver. Taken on a very shitty handheld camera, and this is oh, the beginning yeah, of their encore. Wow, and the, it's just it's shaking all over the place. It's way zoomed in. The sound quality is real bad. Oh, the lightning bolt is strobing though. 
Battleborn. Someday they'll actually play the song, Michael. Yeah, it's only been a minute and a half. Oh, there they are! Woo-hoo! Skipping ahead. Hello, Vancouver! Hey, Brandon! Hello, Vancouver! I just want the lights to come on. I want to see who's actually performing here. Uh, okay. Oh, shit, it's the stress. Wow. Actually, that's... Mark and Dave, dude. Yep. Jake Blanton singing, too. I can see him back there. Oh, Battleborn era, Brandon. Biker jacket and the high and tight. I like how, like, boringly dressed everyone else is, and then there's just Brandon. I mean, Ronnie is always dressed like that, but Mark is in full dad mode. Yeah, just black button down. Wow, Jake Blanton's back there getting yeah. his arms. Yeah, dude, that's... Fucking awesome. We probably can't listen to any more of that. We've listened to three minutes of it. Yeah, three minutes of this podcast was a live version. Oh, wait, we didn't we didn't actually we skipped ahead, but Okay. Well uh what's the next live version? It looks like it's in uh, CT, so Cape Town. Connecticut. Oh shoot. Uh that was really good, by the way. I like that a lot, and I love that it's it's good to watch it with like the original cast of the band. Oh my fuck. Just the fucking Max Res default on this. Brandon is wearing an incredible fucking outfit. Show it to me. Oh man. Ex- right, describe, describe this. Brandon's wearing a, a silk shirt that's covered in stars and uh, slacks. Yeah. It's Look, it's not a lot, but I love that shirt. Yeah, he looks like a wizard. Wizard Brandon. You're a wizard, Brandon. By the way, this is the last time they ever played this song. Let's get mad. 
I like clean cut mark more. That was good. What'd you think of that, Michael? That was fine. The song hasn't swayed me yet. I don't know. I think this is kind of cool live. It's I mean, this is the last time they ever played it. So it's a very soaring song. But even some, even for some reason it doesn't hit. like like even if you hate it, like you can't. There's 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 it's undeniable high energy. Yeah, I, I kind of I'm kind of into it, to be honest. Well, we knew that from the start, Spencer. It's true. So there's two covers this week. Um, so we're going to play an ad. It's a very short ad. I replaced the ad that I was trying to, you know, fool around with the system with a normal ad again. So if you're listening to this in the far future and you missed that that ad I did, uh, it was really stupid and very bad. So you didn't miss anything. Oh, but at the same time, now our ad sounds like a human made it and it actually is good. So we're just going to play that now. All right, let's hear it. Anyway, so covers. Wow, what an ad. What an ad. Covers. What if it was like, what if it was terrible? Would then it be, would it be a subtract? I got to go. <laughs> Sorry, Spencer. <laughs> okay, so there's only two covers. Uh, this is from the user Flat Pickin' Freak. There's actually, there was actually another one, but it was a guitar tutorial. And uh, we've long ago uh de uh declared made a we we're not doing those anymore we've had we have a moratorium on those thank so, you sir thank I, you for that very complicated explanation i don't know what the correct word transitional word to say that we're doing a thing that is let's see this cover <laughs> Also, the fucking another amazing Max. Wow. This is definitely a Gerwig, but it has like the like old 1920s movie filter on it. And he's wearing them one of like newsboy caps. Right. He's clearly playing in a dirty kitchen. You think one of his refrigerator magnets is the Beatles? Oh, it's getting worse. On Charleston Avenue. Yeah, it's like getting all uh, choppy. This is hard to watch. It looks like a karaoke video from when they. Oh, oh God, it transitions too into something worse. Oh. Yeah, it looks like a deep fried meme. <laughs> a deep fried meme. <laughs> it is completely deep fried. Chopped and screwed. A matter of time. Wow. Well, well, I want to just point out that was actually a very good cover. Yeah, he did a good but, job. Just but you got to watch filters. You got to watch it with your eyes closed, man. It was <laughs> who, baby. That was like. That was that was. Oof. Oof. Well, the good news is we've got another Kusti Gerwig. But it's like the good kind. You want to know who it's by? I'm ready. Maximum power. It's a hot one. Holy jeez, here in Ottawa. 
What a show last night. This band was absolutely incredible. This is a matter of time. Oh, he saw... It's only a matter of time before we got to it. Max Power. So earnest. Is that a calendar back there? Is that just a photo of like a... of animal of some sort? I can't tell. What's that? Let's go. No, it's somebody sitting with a dog. I feel like an asshole. It's just... It's not HD, okay? Are you okay, Michael? Yeah. I thought I was the stupid one this week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He turns away to do the woes. familiar with this era of max power we haven't seen this room or anything i mean obviously we still have the columbus blue jackets jerseys and the guitar well this is we're missing the cool guy hat and the stereo system now No, this is 2019 this is like late era uh, late era okay so we've evolved beyond dorm room days yeah like he's graduated he probably has a job you know in this photo where i stopped the video it looks like he's very disappointed in you spencer i mean wouldn't you be Oh, I mean daily. You think you think Max Power is ever going to contact us and be like, "Stop playing me on the pod because of the shit you say about him." Just you. I'm nothing but praiseworthy. What? what? <laughs> Just the descriptions of the rooms he's playing in. Just baffled my. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, well. that was really good. Like as always, that was really good. Yes, of course. Great cover. Uh, because he he always futzes with the instrumentation, so it's a little it's he always makes it his own, which I think is really good. It's it's what we want in a cover. It's what I want out of a cover. Okay, yeah, it's 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 the song, but it's still someone else's interpretation of the song. That's what you're saying, right? Exactly. Okay. So, Michael, that was yes. great. Um, uh, any, any other, there's nothing else to do. I was going to see if, uh, our old buddy Godzilla fan 9,000, AKA Mr. Sun's 10 did a cover. Unfortunately he did not. I am aggressively sad about this, but whatever. Uh, he does. However, when I searched for it, he has an original song called quote, Dinny land spelled D I N N Y. L-A-N-D, all one word. Do we want to listen to that? Sure, let's to go kinda, for it. Because we haven't got we haven't had Mr. Sun's 10 on the pod in a while. All right, well, let's let's close it out on this. All right. So we're going to I'm going to play this in the background. And while we're while it's playing, while we hear the sweet, sweet notes of Mr. Sun's 10's Dinny Land. A.K.A. God's his the channel's Godzilla fan 9000 now, but, you know, uh, I want you to give me your final thoughts on 
The Song of Matter of Time by the band The Killers. So let's play it. Bus driver Dennis took us to a place. So, Michael, what are your final thoughts on the song A Matter of Time by the band The Killers? Um, yeah, I still think it's very meh. I'm not a huge fan of this song, but I, I don't hate it. It's 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 got a lot of nice energy, but this is a very distracting song to have on the background. I know. I was, I was hoping it was like... It was all a Danny land, a fun in all the virtues. Aladdin open up his sand. Ah, uh, he was, it was. That's an original song. Okay, nice. Yeah, uh, he was definitely playing a, a like a re-lyriced version of um, a killer song, which is fine, because he's a genius, and and I have nothing bad to say. Okay, so now that now that we're not playing that because it was distracting because we wanted to hear its entire majesty. Fuck, he's wearing a Beatles shirt. Ah, we may had a Beatles reference. They made it in there. Oh, fuck yeah. Thanks, boys. Thanks for your music. Thanks for permeating our culture for years to come. So so what are uh, what are your final, final thoughts, thoughts on Matter, Matter yeah, of Time? This song's okay. Um it has its moments and it does remind me a little bit of Sam's town, but not, it's not my favorite song and it doesn't sway me on battleborn in a positive direction. So, eh. uh, you're 90% correct. Battleborn though is a just fine killers album. It's all right. That's, that's where I'm at with Battleborn. That's, that's where you're at. Mm-hmm. Just glance for like five seconds. Just do it. I ate a lot of raisins during this podcast. How so. many? How many raisins? I don't, a lot. <laughs> I didn't count them. Oh, can you imagine if you? But just, I love raisins. Can you imagine if you just rattle off the exact number of raisins you ate? That'd be friggin' weird. Me like Rain Man stuff. Yeah, I know, right? No so, way. so thank you so much for listening. As always, if you made it all the way to the end here, of course, thank you so much. Which is what I just said, but still. Um, if you like what you've heard, as always, you can subscribe to us by <laughs> scrolling to the bottom of every episode's description and uh, supporting us through Anchor. Or if you want to have access to exclusive episodes, every single episode notes, lengthy discussions on songs and other stuff, uh, which is a vague catch all term. You can also support us on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash soul of a truck, a killer's podcast. If you enjoy my ramblings, feel free to follow us on Twitter. That is at soul of a truck pod. And if you like Michael's ramblings, feel free to follow us on Instagram. That's instagram.com slash soul of a truck pod. As always, because I like to say that a million times, I've been Spencer Palio. And of course, the other host is Michael Nance. Michael, say goodbye. Bye, I love you. I'm sure Michael actually did say, bye, I love you. But on my end, I heard nothing. I said it. Yeah, I know you did. I'm leaving all this in. See you next week, folks.